Good evening. Good evening. How's it going? We're here. Yes. And how was your week? My week has been mixed up. I tell you that. I had the first time I ever got locked out of my place. <laughs> no fun. No fun. No fun. No fun. You, know, you always try to remember to walk out your door and keep your keys to your house in your pocket. <laughs> and you always don't want to forget that. But one day you're going to forget it. And it happened to me today. But I had some good neighbors and we had my... Uh, my neighbor put his uh, friend's son through my window, and we got we got into my apartment. Is it a crime to break into your own house? That's right. I, <laughs> it's the first time breaking into my own apartment. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to discuss a uh, couple of things that are uh, pretty related to uh, one another. First of all is the uh, panel of uh, CIA uh, revelations that I call uh, bogus revelations. Uh, to be given to the public uh, in regard to these uh, objects that uh, reported off the coast uh, from Navy pilots and from other moving objects that have been reported that they can't seem to explain. And um, I, I use this uh, entry into our podcast every week uh, of the pilots' uh, reports because to listen to these pilots, and I can't reiterate how important it is to listen to the enthusiasm that they give to these uh, unexplained uh, objects that are being spotted. And the first time I did hear those reports, I, I asked myself, wow, that's, that's different. Why did those reports get uh, released? Either those were done by accident or specifically to test the American public on the reactions to these objects that are being reported because we've been... We've been seeing these objects for way, way more than what the American public has been uh, told. Uh, you know, everybody has heard of uh, Project Blue Book, anybody uh, in their mid-40s or 50s. And uh, th this project was, the, uh, was uh, terminated in the late 60s, but it really never was terminated. Uh, they've given it uh, various names, titles over the years to uh, to cover their back and the, the latest uh, name for this uh, investigative group is called the ASIP program and uh, allegedly they uh, keep an eye on these objects and they uh, say that they are studying the uh, the consequences of uh, the technology that they're representing and although they've been uh, pointing to something that's uh, way beyond uh, our technology. They never seem to go that extra mile and say that uh, they've known about all these objects for 70 years. Mm -hmm. And they've been lying to the American public and the world governments about the, <laughs> the real thing going on beyond these objects. And uh, the consequences of keeping this uh, uh, information classified above top secret for all these years is starting to get uh, kind of annoying and uh, especially to, to people who have been studying this subject diligently uh, for uh, decades and uh, I've, I've come across uh, uh, quite a few people who, who have been deeply deeply involved in this subject and uh, they also agree with the evidence that there's a very slick 
cover-up designed to uh, keep the public uh, off this uh, reality that we're being observed, visited, penetrated, occupied. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's uh, it's a lot more than uh, just a visit. Face with plausible deniability. If it was a visit, it wouldn't have to be classified under national security. But uh, the cloak of national security is, is a terrific excuse to deny the information to the public. That's interesting, though. If it's a visit, it's not it, that main, that not necessarily a military threat. That's a visit. Could be coming by to say hi. Yes, but brought you some muffins. You yes, know? but the <laughs> preliminary information that, that came out in the early forties, uh, after the Roswell story, uh, indications were that um, these objects and their builders represented a threat to national security. But we never heard any stories of, of any of our guys getting shot down. We've heard stories about them being shot down. Mm-hmm. We've heard <laughs> we've heard a lot of odd stories. Uh, we've had aircraft that have been downed, and uh, those stories have been covered up quite heavily. We don't know if they were accidental or they were designed to be, uh, you know, covered up for other reasons other than normal uh, crash uh, operations. But uh, these objects have been uh, of of very large interest to our government. Uh, We wouldn't have set up the uh, Majestic 12 committee to study this and keep it going all these decades and I'm sure that it has changed its name once the uh, the MJ-12 documents became public and received too much attention they obviously had to change the name I don't know what it's called now but it, it has the same uh, MJ-13 no, <laughs> MJ-13 <laughs> but it, it does fall now. under we're, we're 17 now I think. <laughs> but the executive order that was uh, put under the um, on top of this uh, subject was was an it was a classified executive order put into place by Truman and uh, it has uh, it has put into place other projects that are classified uh, under the uh, majestic 12 operation and one of the operations that were uh, put into effect was this uh, Project Aquarius, mm-hmm. and one of the investigators in the field, Sergeant Clifford Stone, retired United States Army, made numerous requests to the Freedom of Information Act uh, for information on this uh, Project Aquarius. Very politely, they they gave him the most uh, sincere excuse of why this uh, Project Aquarius could not be uh, properly uh, uh, answered and verified because it was classified top secret under an executive order called 12356. So it's kind of like saying, oh, we can't tell you that it exists or anything, but uh, but it's top secret. But it does, ex- <laughs> but it, do- it does exist, and it's, and is as oh, okay. legally classified. Basically, right. I mean, they basically proved its, its existence. Yeah, but it's the old story in the cartoons where I, I remember the uh, 
the cartoon characters would say, I know something, I won't tell, I won't tell, I won't tell. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the person would uh, giggle because he was being tickled uh, to, to give the uh, answer that he wouldn't reveal. And no matter how much they tickled <laughs> him, he still wouldn't reveal the answer. And the way that the agency handles uh, requ uh, requested uh, classified uh, information is, is very interesting because especially when it came to somebody like uh, Sergeant Clifford Stone, because of his background in military, um, every every request that he made had to be handled properly without any uh, obvious uh, sarcasm, or um, they had to be uh, handled very, very. How would you say? Delicately. Delicately, <laughs> yeah. And there's one particular document that that came out in regard to his questioning of this Project Aquarius. And um, it is a, uh, a real revelation because what it does is it, it answers what the mission of this Project Aquarius was. And it says here in this uh, document that has obviously been leaked, um, it says the mission was to establish communications with the aliens <laughs> that this project was met with positive success when in 1954 the united states established primitive communications with the aliens on april 25 1954 a u.s air force intelligence officer met two aliens at a prearranged location in the deserts of new mexico the contact lasted approximately three hours. Blank, 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 blank. The Air Force officer managed to exchange basic information with the two aliens. This project is continuing at an Air Force base in New Mexico. Blank, blank, top secret, unclassified. <laughs> Now it says underneath it, it says, we are in no receipt of your letter dated February 1986. We cannot render our opinion on the record you enclose. We can tell you it is not released from this office as a result of a Freedom of Information Act request. We have no records relating to the projects listed in your letter. Um, Very boy. interesting. Boy, uh, no comment otherwise, huh? Yeah, it takes a long time to say you can't, you know, I mean, have the um, information. Well, they didn't even comment on the information itself. That's what they said. Oh, it wasn't. We didn't leak anything like this, and we have nothing else to say. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, such thank, a. Thank it's you such for an, letting us know that it's there, but it has nothing to do with us, and um, we'll pretend like we didn't see it. I'm amazed at how they how evasive they are when they're answering specific questions about something that they don't want to answer. And it's also you notice that in the um, in the press secretary at the White House, when those questions are answered uh, asked by the press corps, there you should see how nervous the press secretary gets because she knows who's going to ask the questions that are going to bother her. And, and uh, I mean, through the years, I've seen a lot of nervous governmental spokespeople. But I mean, that's what, yeah. they're usually hired they're, to act. But some don't stay there just, too long because yeah, they can't take it. You know, it's rough, huh? 
But it's a rough Especially job. Especially when you, you kind of know the truth behind they can, it. They can offer you a bonus to stay, but and some then, of them can't handle it. Yep. This one that's in the office now is being subjected to <laughs> criticism already, and she's only been in the job. It's a tough gig, man. Of a short time. But then you go off to, you know. Uh, uh, Sergeant, network television, obviously. Sergeant Clifford Stone is a what I call a nail in the uh, coffin for for the government because he, he's the kind of person that they they probably all know about in the agencies that he makes his uh, requests to because he has access to to agencies that uh, that I would never think of to apply to for information on this this crazy right. su this yeah. subject. Right. You know, as far as I know. Uh, from uh, my my revelations and reading is uh, certain agencies CIA he had, the, he had to have been threatened he had to have been threatened yeah and it, and 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 I've had these discussions of his uh, his threat to this subject uh, with Stanton T Friedman God bless his soul mm -hmm. when when he would be uh, when he was alive I used to talk about it with him and say you know how how does Mister Stone get away with all these uh, these requests and and they don't they don't they don't shut him up and right. say that yeah you know, how is he still walking <laughs> how's he still walking you know and uh it would become too obvious that's what mr friedman had said to me mm -hmm. it would be so obvious that that yeah was, i mean i think that's when you're in a position like that whether you know you have to kind of fear for your own life i mean sometimes the disclosure is also what protects you you know, yeah, I hope so. I'm in that position with my buddy too, because I don't hey, want no men in black yeah, coming I mean, after look, me. We didn't, we didn't write this up. We're we're reporting to you. Yeah, we're uh, reporting. people that, that that say, you know, uh, why don't you just keep your mouth shut, buddy? Yeah, well, uh, you know, once we, I'm working we on the mental telepathy thing, but it ain't quite there yet. We don't Sorry. want nobody <laughs> knowing about this. Don't you understand? I would love it if it didn't take speech to communicate my thoughts to we, everyone. We stopped Hillary from getting into office. Of Don't you understand? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the people that, that have the, the largest impact in, in, in getting uh, information that, that is required to substantiate a cover-up are people just like this, Mr. Stone. Because of his access, he did get a lot of information that regardless of its uh, avoidance of any re real answer, it, it reveals more in its denial than it does in just openly uh, admitting that they're they're concealing it, because they're they're doing it anyway. They're yeah, indirectly revealing renaming stuff. Come on, we know that that's standard procedure. Even today, with what's going on, when they said. Uh, uh, they're disbanding the misinformation panel. Oh yeah, but it's still it'll, the work will still carry on just under a different name. You know I, what I mean? <laughs> so come on, what's a, this has been going on forever? Just, I've 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 made suggestions to Mr. Friedman rename, repackage, shove that, it back down America's throat. Th that it's the very fact that there is a uh, project called the Freedom of Inform Act, a Freedom of Information Act agency. That was developed because the national security wanted it. They wanted a way to protect certain information, a buffer, a buffer from getting out. And and the uh, English have an uh, have a, a version. It's called the OSA. It's called the Official Secrets Act, and it and it controls publication, editing, in, in high editorial areas, 
of, 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 of staying away from certain topics of information that, that's requested sure. because of national security. And, and then this national security cloak is, uh, was designed specifically for this subject because in 1947, in, in February, there was no national security agency. Mm-hmm. It was formed after the Roswell crash. Now, isn't that interesting? I always go back to it in episodes in the past because I find it so intriguing that something that supposedly doesn't exist drew so much uh, activity to it between the media uh, publicizing the the nine discs that Kenneth Arnold saw in, in June of 1947, that restaurant that you see when you, when you see photos of Seattle and that restaurant that's up in the air, that, that's, that, that was built in, 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 in a, uh, a model of the UFO. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you don't see people taking that down because people know what well, that, that represents. That, la- that last letter sounded like uh, it was written by a lawyer, you know, the short, to the point, it, it stated some facts, but it didn't get emotional <laughs> about the the one about you know oh that you know about the whistleblower leaking the um, document. It's okay. So go, I'm sure the next one is probably more of the same mm-hmm. the one you were going to cover next. But certainly renaming, re, renaming and repackaging and reshoving it down America's throat is uh, commonplace. In the, in, yeah, it's know. just another way of. Uh, telling a lie and just rephrasing the way it, it, it sounds yeah, more plausible. What, isn't that what lawyers do with play with words and semantics and, mm-hmm. and the law is written to these words and not these words. And you can, and, and the manipulation of that is where, you know, a lot of stuff lives in the gray area. Yeah. And, and you know, because of, of the restrictions that the, the government has to have, in, and not only in the uh, the subject of UFOs, but in, in other subjects that are highly important to keep quiet. They have to maintain a system of security, and, and individuals that don't have that security are not told that information. So when something is violated and it becomes uh, compromised in the, in the press because it, it receives... Uh, too much information, too much uh, attention. Uh, sometimes they, the, the the disinformation program that they put into effect to do to destroy it doesn't work. It just draws more attention to it. So that that's why. Uh, you mean like when Hillary said Trump had a server, a secret server? <laughs> <laughs> that's why. In, in another month, or two, you know, we're going to have the Roswell uh, anniversary, and and that's going to be a big deal for uh, for my podcast because. It, it, it brings into play the greatest uh, time in our in our world, where we were we were faced with a uh, a visit, and the visit uh, did not bring uh, you know a open invitation to uh, give us uh, all the bargains of uh, technology. You know, it was up to us to uh, figure these things out and. Uh, some of these things have been back engineered in a, in a location in Nevada, and uh, we talk about it all the time. Area Fifty One, and, and when you hear about the attempts to try to uh, 
breached that area and you see the amount of uh, military uh, intervention, it, it's really, it's really pretty funny because uh, they're not kidding around. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. They've had thousands of people show up at that uh, entrance area and the military had appropriate defense uh, for, for the uh, entry. <laughs> so people backed down and, and went home with the tail between their legs. The uh, area has been uh, used for military uh, experiments for years, you know, and uh, because of its uh, technological uh, diagnosis uh, that have gone on there uh, for, for this uh, alien uh, artifacts, the... Uh, the subject has gained uh, that alien aspect to it, so that's why people don't even talk about the aircraft anymore. They talk about the aliens that are being looked at over there. And uh, when uh, a fellow by the name of Bob Lazar took the uh, took the audacity to make a, a statement about an element that was given to us by these creatures, and it was called element 115 mm -hmm. and uh it was not known about you know and till a few years later until it was applied to the element chart and this uh this name that it was uh had a name called unimpentium un unimpentium and then it had another name uh but it was uh, assigned to the element chart as element 115 and this, this particular element has very interesting uh, properties. And when you read the story of Bob Lazar and, and this element that's mentioned in his autobiography, it's pretty amazing. Uh, if this is the uh, propulsion mechanism for this uh, alien craft that uh, has been uh, subjected to uh, investigation, um, it would be quite amazing that this uh, element has something to do with uh, achieving, uh, you know, propulsion. <laughs> uh, and it's so different from <laughs> what we look at as uh, propulsion rocketry devices. You know, it uh, goes back to the amazing days of uh, the Roswell uh, time when they, uh, they didn't know what to make of this uh, technology that they uh, came, came upon. And uh, the need for the, the highest uh, security had to be uh, applied to this subject. And when I mentioned to uh, the public that the uh, Majestic 12 members, uh, the first group on the top of the list seemed to have been uh, members of the Manhattan Project. Hmm. And, and that's so significant because um, uh, to, to have the top people in, in the country applied to the subject of unidentified flying objects when this subject was considered nothing more than a weather balloon. I mean, uh, the, there's such a contradiction in, in, in that uh, uh, position. And uh, when, when statements that have come out from Canada ministries of defense that this subject is the highest, classifi highest classified subject in the United States, two points higher than the Manhattan Project. 
and is being handled by a small group of individuals, uh, most notably uh, Dr. Vannevar Bush. And uh, that, that's kind of really, really significant because really uh, the evidence that, that points to the, the selective people that were put into this position had to be secure. They had to be counted on to keep their mouth quiet and to understand the, uh, the significance of why they're keeping this subject <laughs> closed to the public. When the SOM document came out a few years later, after the Eisenhower briefing document, the SOM manual just uh, just reiterated the uh, the need for denial <clears throat> and to handle the press with uh, negative, uh, you know, answers on this subject that the government is not involved in researching unidentified objects, you know, and to point everything in the opposite direction. And uh, all the information that has been gathered over the last 50, 60 years on this subject, <clears throat> when you eliminate the, uh, the BS part, there's quite a bit that, that points to a very slick cover-up. And uh, like I pointed out a few, uh, few minutes ago, the, the book, by Clifford Stone, if you can get a handle on it at the library, uh, I would highly recommend it. It's uh, one of the few that you can get at the library. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, you can still purchase it. It's about <laughs> it's about an inch thick, and it's uh, like a ten by twelve, like workbook size. You know, kind of. Yeah, big, I mean, it, it, I mean, it has all the information you really need to to uh, to see that something is being held, withheld, and there's too much. It can't all be baloney. Uh, you know, baloney is hard to fake when it's uh, <laughs> when you start to taste it and you say, hmm, this is baloney, but this is not baloney. This is all captured documents through diligent research over many years. And uh, many researchers uh, rely on this book mm -hmm. to... Uh, well, it's like you said, he had, you know, you're looking at a, a guy with with very specific inside information. He's a, he's retired sergeant of, of, of the army sergeant, or was he air force? He was army. Army. And um, so when it comes to knowing what to request or where he, he would know the details of where the truth lies in the balance and what specific things to request. Whereas someone in the general public would never have as much information or insight as he would mm -hmm. have. And to work with individuals like Stanton Friedman, who, who uh, the essence of the uh, investigation into the uh, legitimacy of the uh, MJ-12 documents. So the, the, the workmanship that goes on between these, these people really uh, 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 reiterate the, uh, the significance of taking this subject more serious than the government really wants you to. So the, 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 the panel that they had out uh, last week on uh, TV about these uh, sightings that they keep uh, seeing, they keep pushing the subject away as though is this the first time that they're seeing these things. And, oh, uh, we, 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 we're keeping track of them, but uh, we don't know what they are. They could be drones. They could be this. They could be that. But they, they never mention anything about well, we've had these things under observation since the 40s. No, 
they're never going to mention that because then they're going to open the gates to uh, the Pandora box of uh, Roswell. Uh, where's the real journalistic inquiries? Yeah, where's the where's the media? Where's Walter Winchell? Hmm. Where where are the people that that want to tell the public the truth? Today in today's world, they're all censored. And this is why we have people that are trying to uh, uh, figure out what to do with uh, Twitter. Because uh, is it really stand for free speech or does it stand for bias, bias information you know, and, and controlling the freedom of accurate information? That, that the whole, that's the whole problem behind uh, Twitter. And uh, if, if that's going to be the case, then, then what good is it having a biased uh, media? that only pushes out information that they want to push out instead of being open to uh, honesty and uh, truthfulness. Um, the well, it's sub- like we say, we give them a little, a little room for national security, plenty of room, but it's, it's, uh, it makes you wonder what these whole paragraphs that are blacked out, you know, right at the moment where it's juiciest things <laughs> get blacked out fast on the redactions as I've heard over the decades, the, the, the use of the term national security has, has worked as a, uh, a great excuse. Oh, Hunter, Hunter Biden, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's national security involved. We can't. Yeah, right. It just shuts <laughs> off the door of, uh, of uh, answering questions. Why is it national? Well, because he was dealing with the, because he's the, uh, he's the, the son of the president. Party. <laughs> he's the so son of the president, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, aside from that, the the subject has arisen uh, r- in attention, I think, recently because of those pilots' reports. If and you if you were president, though, would you would you would you want to find out? I would have uh, more of an open preparedness for the eventuality that you know, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna cross paths. Would you be this. like Hillary to try doing everything you can to find out that? What's the story? Well, she's doing it. She was doing it in a way that I I, uh, I don't agree with. <laughs> Threatening people's jobs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, her her interest was more. Uh, her curiosity can uh, can kill the cat. You know, <laughs> uh, her background and in, in the knowledge of this subject doesn't go as back. It uh, doesn't go back far mm-hmm. as it should. Yeah, you, you, you would you, you would be more informed than your average guy, so you would wait till the right moment with the right person. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. but under more um, under, under more uh, pre- preparation, <laughs> the, yeah. there it, it would be a shock to just to say, "Well, they're here, and uh, what do we do now?" <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it, the preparation should be an education, and that's uh, why I actually started the, the podcast because. Uh, to, just to talk about the subject is not enough, in my opinion. It's it's there's a need to understand why the subject is so feared by our government and world governments to be uh, <laughs> to be an open reality, because obviously the other nations have to be in on this uh, secrecy part. Uh, the National Security Council is part of the National Security Agency. And the, uh, the strings of the National Security uh, web are quite intriguing. You know, we have 
we have the UN, which is a, a composition of our nations that have atomic weapons, right? The uh, <laughs> the, the uh, French, well, NATO, the, I guess. So. The NATO, wow. yeah. Well, because the the superpowers had to be part of the United Nations. Well, that's who's. Behind. I mean, the West has created these things. Mm -hmm. So uh, America has to have allies. So uh, <laughs> we have protection all over the world. If if there was a an invasion by an outside force, uh, might might we need something like a, a space force mm. to assist us on on an outside uh, invasion? Suppose these creatures on, are on their way here. Eventually, the lid's going to blow off the whole thing. Suppose there's only a small contingency group here. Suppose there's a larger... I mean, the speculation on, on what is behind this whole secrecy, behind uh, are they here to eat us, take us over, uh, occupy the planet, uh, eliminate us? I mean, all these answers are not uh, being given because uh, one of them could be true. Well, I've been told that playing really loud rock guitar communicates with certain, I think, uh, the, the grays. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> but it, it, it is quite amazing to, to think that there could be not just a few handful of people trying to suppress this subject, but hundreds, maybe thousands of people involved in this uh, controversial yeah, I mean, that's subject. Why it's amazing how there's not more that comes out, you know, Maybe. Well, because and yet, of this. And yet, you know, here's a book full of these leaked documents and FOIA requests that just show evasiveness and mm -hmm. some cases proof, in some cases naming of programs that were denied previously and things like that. But um, the circumstantial so, yeah, evidence it, it, is overwhelming. It, I mean, it, is, it is. It really is. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to be able to pull out a, a vehicle uh, or, or a dead alien and just put it on TV and say, this is it. No, the evidence is actually in the in the paper form, because during the late 40s, yeah. the uh, the subject gained tremendous inf uh, attention because of its uh lie people didn't believe the weather balloon story and and people still don't you know they, they hear it all the time but all they hear is uh, a, re a repetition of, of of a story that they're trying to push and uh it's interesting but the same things work on the human psyche over and over and over yeah and sometimes i say to people who, who don't want to believe it they they maybe they're better off in the dark because they they're not uh, I don't know mentally adapt to uh, to think out of the box that uh, something that this extraordinary no, well, could yeah. be true. Yeah. There's you know? definitely people who are uh, chronic um, deniers, know, yeah, naysayers. And, and even if I try to uh, present it, the subject as a uh, pretty serious subject uh, not to be taken lightly and, and put that up front and, and not look uh, not to tell people in a, in a way that's uh, sarcastic or anything but just to tell people that our government does not want us to take this subject tr uh, truly serious because if it did it would be talking about it more frequently and instead of talking about it in, in a way that makes you think that 
uh, these things are uh, technologies that are being produced by, by our adversaries and that we just have to figure out how they're doing it. Instead mm -hmm. of saying that they're, they're, there's evidence that points to the fact that these objects are interplanetary and we must, uh, we must come to that, uh, you know, uh, conclusion. <laughs> we have to share uh, it with the public. Yeah, I hope people can submit to us who they think in our government are aliens. I would like to be interested in that. Yeah, it sometimes always, <laughs> I think we do have aliens in our government. Just look them in the eye and tell me what, you know, give me your top five list you think are, are your suspects. I would like to. Anyone who, who rejects the, <laughs> the probability that, that, that this subject is um, serious, just go and get a hold of these documents that I recommend to read and uh, read them, read them well, read them in the quietness of your uh, room. Or not. That might be a little too scary, too. Yeah, go sit in your car <laughs> with the radio off and just uh, I mean, the realizations that you'll make is what will be kind of spooky. I think when you start yeah. to connect the dots, it gets, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the hard part to, to comprehend is how, how the subject could be uh, put together in such a, uh, a secretive way, and yet all these people are going to keep their mouth quiet. They all have to be part of a uh, <laughs> very um, almost, um, how do you say? It's a cult. <laughs> or something yeah, like it's that. like a like cult of, of, of securing <laughs> a quiet uh, agenda. Like uh, they all put their arms up and, and slap each other's hand like uh, the temple. Well, they're probably something. like, uh, hey, it's better for the public, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better yeah, for the public. We can't, we can't let them yeah, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it is. It's, it, it has to be something. By to the way, deep. you're getting that bump. Uh, you're getting an extra two, two bucks an hour now. Okay. All right. Go out. Go out <laughs> and go out back out in the field and tell us more lies. Thank you. The... Uh, the subject is going to gain more attention as the Roswell uh, anniversary shows shows itself in uh, June and July. Uh, the uh, the subject needs to be uh, re re looked at, and people have to ask uh, more questions. the uh, The news is that uh, we've been deceived, and uh, well, look, they just had the hearing, right? Well, maybe we'll get into that next next on the. Uh, we'll probably be back on uh, Tuesday. Right. Yeah. But um, so this is really a makeup session because we didn't do one last week. But yeah. um, we're here on Sunday. It's kind of nice and chill. Yes. Yeah, so about 90 uh, something outside. So it's kind of it's better to do the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah with the AC on. We'll, we'll see you people next week. And uh, I want you to uh, remember what I said about the. Uh, the uh, national security uh, freedom of freedom of, of information. Those Act. FOIA requests. Are ever important. They always have been, and we got to keep them coming. Yeah, and uh, you, you can you can write all you want, but uh, don't don't expect uh, all the information that you want uh, to come to you. <laughs> no, but some it it, it it's kind of like panning for gold, you know. Yeah, it is. Sometimes it'll and, come through, and it's good to keep them on their heels a little bit because they deserve it. <laughs> I mean, for all this blocking and stuff. I mean, come on, we got to try see what we can get. Mm -hmm. But. Um, uh, I can assure you that uh, I wouldn't have wasted my 50 years in the, such a deep interest in the subject if I didn't feel that there's uh, pay dirt here. Yep, so, and God uh, bless the whistleblower, especially the hmm. military whistleblowers, mm -hmm. because that seems to be where most of the truth resides. 
Yeah, whoever released that MJ-12 uh, briefing document, they uh, they really did a, a big uh, disservice to keeping this uh, quiet. And uh, it serves as uh, real proof that uh, a government can withhold information that uh, isn't isn't privy to our ears, you know, and uh, sometimes it's that old uh, proverb of, you know, uh, don't put your hand in the fire because it's going to burn you, and this is what your parents used to tell you all the time, but it was for Fire? Our- what fire? We haven't seen a fire at all. We know of no existence of a fire. In fact, the government doesn't study fires anymore. It's for your own good. <laughs> See you guys next week. In the meantime, send your messages to UFOs Top Secret at protonmail.com. You can visit us at www.ufostopsecret.com. You've been listening to another fine episode, episode number 36. That's three dozen we've done, Mr. Bob. Good wow. <laughs> Sayonara. It's all because of you people, and we appreciate you listening in. We appreciate all our live pod being guests. Uh, for coming through and we'll see you guys next tuesday evening and don't forget keep your mind open and your eyes open that's right but open means wide open folks stop lying to yourself now come on (laughs) they real they real